McDigger. Oh, we're live. Hi, that was super random. Uh, Hi, hello. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Do the intro. <laughs> hello, and welcome to the Witch Source. I'm Whitney, and I'm Courtney. And we are the witch source. So today we are uh, talking about um, white, black, and gray magic. What that means um, to practice those types of magic uh, or to be that type of a witch and um, what it means. And we're, we're deciding where you want to be, where you fall. Uh, maybe helping you think of this in different terms um, and maybe uh, have some different ideas about it. So um, if you are joining us for the live version of the podcast, uh, we invite you to join along in the discussion and let us know that your what your thoughts are. And if you have questions, let us know that as well. And so far we have Belinda and David. Hello. Thanks for joining Hi guys. We uh, record the the podcast today. <laughs> so, sister, what are your thoughts? Um, I oh, so you've got white witch, gray witch, black witch. Um, I mean, I know gray witch, uh, white witch. You from my understanding is that you don't really, you know, do any cursing any nothing negative, pretty much follow the threefold law or, you know, believe in the karma. And, you know, you, you just want to stay, you know, on the up and up. Whereas I think a dark witch, you know, doesn't mind going dark, doesn't, um, I think a dark witch may encompass uh, po possibly sacrifices that, um, I think most would be uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that they would have a problem with cursing. Um, but just really doing anything that, you know, they deem fit to get the job done. Right. But um, whereas the gray, I think, pulls from both sides. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So I would say... Um... You know, the dark witch is one of those that's going to be more interested in the quote black magic and the darker side of things. Um, David commented that he's always been pulled towards the dark side. Um, I think the dark side has an appeal. Oh, yeah. I think there are no rules. Right. I think that is part of the appeal, that there there aren't any rules to go by. Um I think, you know, I could be wrong. If anybody out there is a self-proclaimed uh, dark witch uh, that practices black magic, please feel free to correct us. Oh, yeah. But uh, I feel like my understanding of it is that, you know, there is no karma. There are no rules. Anything goes. Um, and I think that's why... It, it definitely would not fall, in my opinion, it would not fall anywhere in the lines of, you know, Wicca or um, any of those kind of more modern day uh, practices, uh, religions, beliefs, um, because I do believe and have so many rules to follow, right. uh, guidelines, let's say that you're supposed to, uh, you know, play by their rules. Um so I guess I could see even a dark witch being one that decides to play outside of those quote rules. Mm -hmm. Because as we say, there really are no rules per se in magic. No, only the ones that you impose upon yourself. Right. Right. So that might be part of, I think the misconception of people wanting to play on the dark side is thinking that there aren't any rules to follow. And, um, but really there aren't any way, whether you're a, a white witch, a gray witch or a dark witch, like you just said, the rules are what you make them. They're either right. there or they're not there. Um, I know you have some thoughts and ideas on karma. If you would like to, to share those. I think karma is an Eastern belief that I 
have no part in. Uh, I, I, I don't believe in karma. Um, I think that people, when they say that karma is going to get you, I don't think they really know what karma is. Karma does not affect you in this lifetime. So when you say, you know, oh, I'm going to watch karma get them. No, you're not. It's not something. It's for the next life. Right. And I think that that's, you know, what a lot of people are missing. Um, so in a way, I think they've, you know, you, I don't want to say cultural appropriation, but I think they've taken the name and made it their own. So, ah, see, I completely agree with what David said. Life is what you make it taking opportunities when they come. I completely agree with that, um, which we'll definitely get into later when it comes to, you know, cursing. <laughs> right. Or, you know, certain spell work. So, um, but no, um, karma's out. Threefold law. I mean, I think that that was put into place to make witchcraft, Wicca, more presentable to the public in general because you know as however many years ago most people were christians and they followed the you know do unto others um and the threefold law made that palatable uh more within the christian guidelines right I'm, and we're not christian i mean there are christian witches but i mean that that's not me Right. So I, I completely agree with that. I think that um, it's definitely probably part of the reason that was put in to make it, um, you know, where it would be more accepted of, mm -hmm. you know, hey, we we practice magic, but we don't harm anybody because, you know, we believe whatever we send out is going to come back to us times three. So if we're harming people, that's going to come back to us times three. Um, and if that's that, what you believe, that's what will happen. Exactly. Exactly. If that's what you believe, that's what will happen. If you subscribe to that, then you are binding yourself to it. But if that's not a belief that you have, then you're not, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Right. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Aaron. Thanks for joining us. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, there are so many witches out there that don't believe in the threefold law. Um, I think that has a lot to do with Wicca. And I think, again, as we say, you know, Wicca was the forefront of publications. So a lot of the early uh, material that witches had that was being published had that Wiccan feel and vibe. And they did preach a lot of the uh, do harm to none and the threefold law and um, this idea of karma as a way of saying, uh, you're going to get yours. Mm -hmm. um, and like you were saying, they take that to mean it's in this lifetime. But if you actually go look up what's behind karma, um, like you were saying, it's it goes from lifetime to lifetime. And, uh, you know, I think it's, like you said, it's an Eastern religious idea. Um, and it's, it's not necessarily... Um, old world European idea. <laughs> Karma did not exist. Um, so, and a lot of witches, I think even non-Wiccans picked up this idea of a threefold law um, mm -hmm. again from those publications, but there are a lot well, of and, out there that don't. And, and that's where a lot of people start is, I mean, there's so much out there, you know, with Llewellyn, you know, being one of the first publishers, and that's the direction that they went. So that's where most people started right? until they studied, learned and came into their own. And that's when a lot of it started dropping off. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. David, uh, paganism does, it predates Christianity. Mm -hmm. um, but then when we had that Christian movement come through and then when people tried to bring magic um, and witchcraft uh, 
back. <laughs> they were trying to appeal to a Christian, a Christian society. Um, so they put in these rules and these laws and uh, to make it feel safer. Right. So that witches don't have to be feared um, anymore. And I think that was, you know, not only to make witches be more accepted um, and maybe not persecuted like they were in, in historically, but, you know, as also a means to say, hey, we're okay. You don't have to fear us. Therefore, we don't have to fear you. Um, so I kind of get the idea behind it. But at the same time, I think it's it not overly truthful and not representative of all witches by any means. Right. It, it's no longer representative of the whole. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, the Holy Inquisition, Aaron. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we had to we had to fear the, the inquisitions and the burning time. So, and now we don't have to do that. So, I think there it's we we are we have more opportunity today as witches to explore um, more of the gray side and the dark side, and um, you know, even to just go explore what is black magic? What, what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, and there are people out there that will gladly practice it. Um, and that, you know, are witches for hire. If oh, you yeah. don't, if you don't want to do the black magic yourself, you can go hire it out. Um, you know, that's a, a thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Force change for sure. Aaron. Exactly. I think, I think I would classify myself more as a dark witch. I, I think that, I mean, given more time and study, I may be more willing to lean more towards the dark side. But there's, you know, I think there are some things that I'm not comfortable with. Right. So I think it would I think it would call for more study on my side before making full on commitments. Um, I know which I think that that's getting back to like the karma and how you feel on on doing certain things. Um, I think something that a lot of people don't consider you know, they always say there's magic for that. Go and go and do something, you know, do something about it. But, okay, so say you've done the spell work to get a job. There may have been somebody else that was just as qualified that needed that job just as much, if not more than you did. But you did the spell work and you wound up with the job. So now that person's been harmed because they didn't get it. So is that karma? You know, is that harming someone because you chose to do a spell? So I, I think that that's something that if you're going to adhere to the threefold law, I don't think there's any way to go around, you know, that when, when you are doing spell work, because, you know, given the circumstances, there, there may be, an adversely, you know, affected person on the other side that you got something that they needed. You know, the only difference is you did the spell work. They didn't. Right. Right. Hey, Carl, thanks for joining. I think it's nice to think that, you know, well, maybe they, they got something better, but there's no way of knowing that's wishful dreaming that, you know, that's wishful thinking. I, I tend to agree with David here on its fate. Um, you know, I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing the spell work and mm -hmm. I don't subscribe to the belief. Now, some people do. Um, again, it's that whole idea of rules and laws and what we decide to believe in, but mm -hmm. I don't believe that because I do spell work to better myself, um, that somebody else is going to be harmed. 
I think spirit will provide um, as spirit sees fit. Um, and I think, you know, I think every person's faith and every person's belief is what rules them. True. But so if I this think person that needed this other job so very much has no faith in the divine. Didn't even send up an ounce of a prayer, let alone a spell. I think then it's their own fault that something didn't fall into their favor. Maybe right. something else will somewhere down the line when they decide to be some kind of proactive. But I don't think that it's wrong to do any kind of spell work. And I just don't believe that. Oh, well, that was my point. I yeah. don't think there's anything wrong in doing the spell work, but if you're adhering to the threefold law of doing no harm, right? Is that harming someone? I, it's food for thought. It's something to think on and ponder on, you know, before doing the spell work. But at the same time, if it's fate that you were going to get the job, why did you need to do the spell work? Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't need to do the spell work and the fate was you were going to get it anyway. Right. But if you did the spell work and maybe it turned out better than you had hoped, then you're just strengthening your own confidence in your magic and your own faith in, in whatever it is that you are believing in, mm -hmm. um, you know, and petitioning to. So, you know, maybe you got, a, you got the job and not only did you get the job, but you got more money than you thought you were going to get because you did the spell work. You know, it might've been that little bit of spell work that shifted the mind um, of whoever was doing the hiring or, mm -hmm. you know, deciding the salaries. Um, I think spirit does work in that way. I think spirit does uh, whisper in people's ears. And I think um, it can happen because of spell work and because of um, whether you want to call it spell work or prayer work or, or whatever you want to look at it. I think the divine does move and affect in that way. So David said, there's a difference between helping yourself and harming others. And I know that we have discussed that in doing protection slash possibly curse spells. Right. Okay. So let's, let's back up a minute and let's define, uh, what we, what our terms and definitions of a white witch is and what they adhere to, um, and what they do. And then we can go through to what a dark witch does and then the middle line and then okay. we can get into to that. Okay. So if I was to define a white witch, I think a white witch would be somebody who does, of course, white magic. And so they're going to be focused on doing healing, healing themselves, healing the planet, healing animals, healing people. Um, they're going to be focused on trying to help people. Um, and I think a white witch can do things to try to help themselves, mm -hmm. um, but they will definitely have that in mind of, uh, the basics of magic, which is cause and effect. So if I am creating this cause because I want this certain effect, are there any other effects that are going to be created as a result? Kind of like wishing on the, you know, wishing on the genie. Right. Right. Being careful right. what you wish for. Exactly. Exactly. Be careful what you wish for and be careful of the, the magic and the spell work that you do and, and what you're asking for. So I think a white witch is going to be, almost overly conscious and aware of the repercussions of their spell work and who all it might affect. Mm -hmm. um, but then, and then that's not to say an always, right? Like it, again, if, if you need the job and you do the spell work, I still think that's white magic, even if it might knock somebody out. And that's only because my personal belief is, you know, it's, it's going to be what it's going to be at some point down the road if it knocks somebody else out, they're going to get what they need. Right. Um, it's at some, and in another way, um, it just might be a different way. <laughs> well, and I think you always add to, to your spell work as long as it's for the higher good. 
I do add, so I don't use the term harm none. Mm -hmm. um, that's not a term that I use. It's not something that I worry about. It's not even something that I necessarily think about. Um, I'm, I personally don't do magic to harm. I, I would probably say the majority of what I do is white magic. Um, and I would definitely probably consider myself a, a white witch, even though I would sometimes play in the gray if I had to. Um, but you know, I, I don't want to harm anybody. I think that's just inherent within me. So it's not something that I think about. I don't add it to my spell work. I don't feel like it needs, it's an addition that has to be added in, but I do ask for the highest and best and this or something greater because I don't want to limit myself either. Right. I want to leave it open to, to get even more. Um, if that's what is meant for me and is possible for me, I don't want to limit myself or limit divine, the divine, um, in what they can do and provide. Right. So those are my kind of terms and ideas of, of what a white, white witch is and what, a uh, what kind of magic that they would do. Um, and I think protection falls in there for the mm -hmm. self. Cause I do, I, I do protections. Um, I protect my space, my, uh, home, my family, myself, um, everything. I do a lot of protection work. Uh, and I think that's just fine as well. Um, okay. So do you have any additional thoughts on a white witch or white magic you would like to add? No, I, I, we, we pretty well covered what, you know, white, wit, ah, white witch, yeah, it's hard to say. <laughs> white witch, yeah. A sentence with other things. Yeah, exactly. So there's a big difference between helping yourself and harming others. Mm -hmm. And Erin, you're exactly right. Like sometimes we're led to do magic for certain things where we get that whisper in our ear from the divine um, that says, you know, this is yours. This is meant for you or, or we're drawn to ask for certain things so that it can be provided um, because they are meant for us. And I think it does go back to that, that fate right. um, in a way. Okay, so do you want to take on, um, I know you talked briefly on uh, like a dark witch. Do you want to define that a little bit more? Go ahead. I did my, I said my bit on it. Okay. All right. So um, definitely I think a dark witch is somebody, now I might have a little bit of different ideas on, on this just because of inherently who I am. So you guys might have different thoughts about what a dark witch is. So right. And the ones that I said were, you know, from where I stand, you know, how I see a dark witch. Right. I think a dark witch is um, extremely unapologetic for what they do. Uh, I think that they do what they need to do to get the results that they want. Um, and I don't think they fully think through the cause and effect as far as it affecting other people outside of the effect that they want. Um, I think they're willing to do any kind of causation in their spell work, whether that be sacrifice, uh, blood sacrifice, animal sacrifice, um, you know, energetic sacrifice, uh, even, you know, a part of their energetic um, or soul sacrifice to get what they want. I think that is something that a, a dark witch would be willing to do to get what they want. Um, and I think that they can tend to, to focus on that result of what they want, the effect. Um, and if somebody gets hurt in the way, that's not their problem, not their business. And I'm not saying that in a way to mean like necessarily they intend to hurt. I think they just don't give a damn if they do. Um, now, that's also not to say that there aren't those on the very, very dark side, in my, my opinion, uh, that would be willing to hurt or cause harm um, intentionally, especially if they felt justified in it. And that is something that I have just recently kind of sat with and pondered on is there are dark witches out there that do dark magic and they never seem to have any kind of um, backlash from it. 
And so my, my thoughts and ideas on that are either one, they are so justified in what they are doing that there is no backlash mm-hmm. or they absolutely don't believe in any kind of backlash. Therefore it doesn't happen. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, I like what David said. I use it to crush others who wrong me like a dictator. I think that there are times in life where it's called for. And I think, you know, if someone has wronged you or is hurting you, is that a curse or is that a protection towards yourself? I think it's a fine line. I, I think I, I, I can think agree with that statement. Because I feel like if you have to do something to protect yourself um, and in that protection, somebody is harmed as a result. I don't think that that is wrong. If they're intending you harm and they get harmed in return, right. that's your own fault. Right. <laughs> in my opinion. Um, and there again, like he's saying, like, um, to crush others who have wronged me, that's where I'm talking about that justification. Like if, if you are justified in the cursing you are doing because you have been wronged, you have been hurt, you have been taken from, you have been crushed under their wheel at some point. Or possibly scared for your life. Oh yeah. Especially if you're scared for your life. Uh, and it's in a, in a need for protection or something like that. I would definitely think that, you know, that's where I can see cursing get, get around having any kind of backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but there again, right, exactly. It's not wrong. And there again, I wonder if, if it's because there's the belief that it's not wrong and the belief that it is justified if that is what kind of puts up the safety net, if that's part of what creates the safety net. Like if you're, if you're at all hesitant going into doing a curse, even though you feel justified, if Mm -hmm. if there's any doubt in your mind, I think you leave space for you to prove yourself right or wrong and have something come back. Does that make sense? Yeah. Aaron said, is there a difference between a dark witch and a truly evil person who is a dark witch who has convinced themselves they don't mess with magic, but you can tell they do. I I think there is a difference. I think there's a difference between a dark witch and, and I think there's a difference between somebody who is okay with using dark magic um, in certain situations and then somebody who is just plain evil. Um, I think there's a big difference. I think there are truly evil people in the world. Um, I mean, Charles Manson, you know, murdering people. Uh, I mean, I, and that's possibly so. What one person sees as right and wrong can be completely different to somebody else. Mm, that's true. I, I think that there are spectrums of right and wrong, and I'm not bringing politics into this statement, but there are some people who agree with abortions. There are those that don't. They can be both groups can have really, really great people in them, right. but they differ on that one opinion. So I think when you're talking about like your definition of a dark witch, I think that that might not be somebody else's definition of a dark witch. Right. Exactly. White witch. Oh my gosh. That's just the most horrible person in the world to someone who's more on the gray side or more open to opinions or what have you. They're like, well, I don't really think that's all that bad. You know, if you're, if that's where your beliefs lead you or, I mean, I think you have to consider Exactly. You know, I think you're getting into kind of, you know, philosophy, ideology, you know, people who were raised as cannibals don't see cannibalism as wrong. 
Whereas when we went into those countries, saw people eating other people, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Right. You can't eat other people. That's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were born into it, it's like, what? It's Tuesday. We eat this tribe on Tuesday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's Taco Tuesday, a whole new. Right. No meaning. But I mean, you see what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. And to Lisa's point of, you know, her saying the backlash comes at some point may not be this life, but the next life that Lisa would be like the idea of karma. Right. Which I think you missed at the beginning of the podcast we're talking about is really, that is how karma works. It happens in the next lifetime. Um, And that is an Eastern philosophy and an Eastern idea. And the threefold law being Wiccan is actually a a new idea. Right. Um, But (laughs) I mean, if, if you don't believe in karma or the threefold law, really what is holding you back? It's really truly only your ethics, your morals that are holding you back. Right. To what you do, um, the spell work you do and how you act. And, and really, that's what it comes down. You know, your society kind of dictates your morals and your ethics. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, I, I consider myself a white witch, of course. But if somebody was to start attacking my family, mm-hmm. you're going to see a whole different side. Right. Sorry. It's going to happen. I'm going to go dark really fast on your ass and you're not going to like it. And I think that would be anybody like mm-hmm. there are certain lines you don't cross. Um, and then for other people, there are no lines. They just cross them all. And they right. don't care. Um, you know, and so I do think, I do think that at some point, you know, dark, dark witches or evil people. um, I think they do have it come back to them. Is it for me to decide how or when, or if I even see that? No. I think that if you are truly an evil person, such as the Charles Manson type, you know, doing that type of uh, work. Yeah. I mean, your comeuppance might be in the form of you're going to jail. You killed someone. Right. Um, But I mean, to a you know, what do you, what do you say about the narcissist? Hmm. I mean, are they an evil person because that's who they are and how they are? Right. Do they even know that they're doing that? I, I think See, that's the difference. Like, I think an evil there. I think there's evil people who know what they're doing and they don't mm-hmm. care. Right. And I think that's the difference is if you are doing magic, if you're, you're doing it, you know what you're doing. I think right. that's the difference. You're not just out here doing acts or thinking things or being a certain way, um, you know, with all these like different personalities and characteristics and stuff. If you're actually doing the magic, magic is at its root cause and effect, you know, and, and. I mean, that's it. That's what it is. So you you know you're creating a cause to get a desired effect. If mm-hmm. I am doing protection magic, it is to protect myself. And if somebody gets hurt in the process because they came at me and they crossed that per line of my protection, that's on them. That's how I feel about it. And I think that's where I start to, to wave into that gray witch area. Mm-hmm. But that is, that is the cause I'm creating. That if you are, you're going to cross that line with me, you're going to get burned. Um, and that's really where I draw the line. I, I mean, I personally don't seek revenge on people and I don't seek to hurt other people. But if somebody gets hurt in the process of trying to hurt me, oh well. Shouldn't have been messing. (laughs) I like what David said. There's an equilibrium. You need good and evil to balance. And I think that's where the white witch comes in. If you're a dark witch, I don't think you're necessarily dark all the time. Right. So are they, are they truly a dark witch? 
are they a gray witch that just practices both sides? I, I don't, I, to be honest with you, I don't think it's fair to call somebody a dark witch unless they are just truly a narcissistic, you know, horrible person all the way around that wants good for nobody. Right. I mean, okay, maybe, yeah, that, that I, you're dark. You're dark. And that's maybe not somebody that I would want to be friends with unless I just want to be on their good side because Lord help, I don't want to be on their bad side. Right. But I mean, so I think you can consider it. There are white witches and gray witches that are willing to go to either side. And I think that it's fair to look into nature for that. You see the forest fires in California. Forest fires naturally occur. It cleans the underbrush. It keeps the forest clean. And after the, after that happens, they grow again, you know, greener grass room for more trees to grow. There is good behind the bad. Right. I, I think people see a lot of the bads we've put our homes, you know, we've outgrown civilization. Therefore, we have put ourselves into places where we shouldn't be. The floods, you know, flood zones, fire zones, what have you. Um, But it doesn't mean that those disasters are necessarily a bad thing. Well, they're not evil. Nature is not inherently evil. But it does cause chaos. And destruction. It does cause damage and destruction. So I think, I think looking at a gray witch is kind of, you're, you're willing to look at nature. It's beautiful, peaceful, growing, you know, vibrant, but there's also the other side to it that can be destructive. Right. Right. Yeah. And I agree with what Carl says here too. Like sometimes, you know, the backlash, especially for maybe somebody that has, you know, is a truly evil person that is just wishing evil on other people. They probably, their backlash is that they never feel happy and they're always unsatisfied. And that's why they think taking from others is going to make them happy or seeing other people miserable is going to make them happy. And it doesn't. And they really are. I mean, you would have to be a sad person to, to wish all that ill on somebody else to make you think that it's going to be better for you. Um, and I think oh, that's yeah. where what we talked about in the lads last podcast, um, you know, about doing the shadow work is, you know, looking at someone, are they truly trying to hurt you? Are they truly, you know, or are they caught up in themselves in this whole miserable outlook that, that they can't pull themselves out of? Right. Or maybe they don't need the retaliation. They need pity. Exactly. Exactly. Because hurt people hurt people. And that's where you get to that point of forgiveness is feeling the pity for them. Oh, they, right. they stay with that hurt and they keep that hurt and they perpetuate it onto other people. Um, you know, so the statement of misery, misery loves company didn't come from nowhere. Exactly. Oh, what if evil people think they're doing right? I mean, that's where you get into people like uh, Hitler, for example. Right. You know, he believed he was doing the world a favor. He he thought he was doing the right thing. Um, and he caused a lot of pain and, and destruction and did some really horrific things um, to people who were undeserving of, of that kind of wrath. Um, so, you know, who was he to decide? Right. Who was he to decide that that was that was right or wrong? I mean, I think these people lose some kind of touch with reality and lose their moral compass somewhere along the way. Yeah, that's they are. They're saying absolute power absolutely corrupts, or corrupts absolutely. You know, it's you know, I, I think that a lot of times people get into power wanting to do good. Hitler got into power wanting to do good. He promised every, you know, ger- you know, Germany had just come out of a depression. He promised everyone a car, great paying jobs. You know, he promised all these things to these people. 
And for the most part, he did a lot of great things for the people. So when he started sliding in a crazy direction, right? I mean, it made it easy to go along with him. That's like Cliff's note version there, but <laughs> what a nutshell how that started. How that crazy train got its power. Right. But then I mean you look at Stalin, you know, look what happened to Russia, you know, society wasn't happy. They thought, well, let's do good for everybody. But it, you know, in the end, nobody was happy. You know, so yeah, people think, uh, David, you're good. <laughs> you would be fun to have a conversation with. Very intellectual. I love that. But yeah, I mean, they, they think they're doing right. And, and I think at some point they, they have lost sight of something that something has, has shifted somewhere that hasn't fully clicked. Like it's not, not everything's functioning there or something just took a hike uh, somewhere along the line in their mentality because yeah, wanting to do evil things and thinking it's right. And again, you go back to that whole idea of the cannibalism, you know, like <laughs> if you grew up with it and thought it's normal, you know, it's not. <laughs> who are you to say whether or not it is right or wrong? I don't know who I am, but I know it's not right for me. <laughs> and I don't agree with it. And I don't want to know nobody that does it because I don't want to be next on the menu. <laughs> oh, I avoid the forensic files, Ariel, because I... I'm already plotting perfect murders. <laughs> it's our dark witch coming out. <laughs> uh, talk to any woman. They all have the perfect murder planned out and, you know, in that back pocket ready to go. I don't know a woman alive who hasn't thought that. Well, and, and that's a thought too. Okay. So going back to nature, uh, mm -hmm. talking about how it can be full of life and abundance, but also be very naturally destructive. Um, and it goes in cycles and there is no right or wrong to it. Um, it's easy to dismiss people as mad. Yeah, that's true. Um, but are they genius? Right. Ahead of their time. That's why women are less likely to be caught. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Ariel. But think about how many times in your life you've created certain situations or things in your life that you didn't want anymore. And mm -hmm. you yourself deconstructed it. I'm having a hard time thinking. <laughs> okay. You created a marriage and a family and a household. With your okay. Family. You all deconstructed right. it. You burnt it all to the ground. I mean, not. I not sure as hell did. I burnt that sucker. <laughs> that thing's still in flames. There, there's no reviving that. Ashes just. Right, exactly. So, so we by nature are also have our moments of being full of abundance, but then also being very destructive. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it's just within us, we create and then we uncreate. I think it's just something we do. I did the same thing with my last marriage. You know, mm -hmm. I created everything I wanted, every little piece, wasn't happy, took it all down, <laughs> just blew that mess up, right? Like done. And were people hurt in the process? Yes, they were. Was that intended outside of my ex? Not necessarily. Right. But it still happened. Friendships were lost. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, things like that, they happen. We by nature are that way. And sometimes I don't think that the destruction that we cause is meant to always cause harm. Mm -hmm. um, it's just this need inside of us to expand and grow. But we know to be able to do that, we have to be like nature and destroy what was to create something new. And a lot of times it's self-preservation. I mean, I know, I mean, I'm telling on myself here, but you know how I said every woman has that, you know, card in her back pocket for just in case, I mean, when, when you are so fed up, done with the marriage, just not knowing how to get out of it, when you start to really consider that, you know, back pocket strategy, I mean, that's, that's when it's time to just walk away. 
Right, right. And, you know, I walked away. That was self-preservation. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and sometimes it's self-destruction. Sometimes it's self-sabotage. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's self-preservation. But I think we all have our moments and our cycles. I mean, there have been people who have, have done, created, they've created businesses mm -hmm. that they, thriving, wonderful businesses that they were just like, nope, done, washing my hands and took it apart, pulled it down, you know, uh, blew it up. I mean, people have done that with their families and, and you know, marriages, jobs. I mean, there have been people that have worked their way up to the top of the ladder to decide they didn't like it up there anymore. They're walking out. Right. So, you know, I think we naturally have both these creative and destructive tendencies. It's just how we do them, where we do them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the back pocket stretch. Uh, <laughs> um, and who is hurt in the meantime. Right. And who, is it intentional or not? You know, and, and at the end of the day, like if I think about it, like really truly think about it, like in the moment, yeah, I wanted to hurt my ex because I was mad and I was hurting. But honestly, no, I don't wish harm on anybody, not even him. And maybe that's because I've healed and I've moved past it. I don't know, but I don't wish harm on him. I don't wish bad on him. I just was done and wanted out. He just didn't want to let go. Yeah. With your case, he didn't want to let go. So that was, that was the difference. You know, like then it became a protection moving into that, that protection mode. Um, you know, but I don't think people intentionally want to hurt people. At least I, I, it, I hope not in my perfect little magical white magic, white witch world. People don't intentionally want to, yeah, my bubble. In my bubble, don't pop it. People don't intentionally want to hurt other people. Because it's just not nice. It's not a cool thing to do. But then you got to look at people like Charles Manson. I know. I, yeah. But see, this is why I think people can also be proactive. Like, if you have somebody that is causing that kind of chaos in your community, um, do your magic for those assholes to be caught. Use your right. good, you know, do your yeah, magic for justice. What Aaron said, people don't want to, unless they're truly evil. I, I can agree with that. You know, I, I think that, you know, I think that's where the crimes of passion happen. You know, it, it wasn't, that wasn't desired. It, it was a momentary <laughs> thing that you can't. <laughs> yeah, she does wear some rose-tinted glasses. I do. But, I admit it, though. Um, I think, you know, you do things in the moment. You can do spell work in the moment. Yes, you can. And, you know, then you sleep on it the next night and you're like, oh, crap, what did I do? Right, right. Uh, yeah, so a lot of times I think when we do the the magic in the moment, uh, in the heat of the moment and the passion of it. I think sometimes that has a tendency to, to get a little chaotic because it was the chaotic energy you put in. And the heat of the moment you're putting your, right. You know, Not only is it strong it. and powerful, but sometimes it can be extra, extra damaging or whatever it is that you're going for. <laughs> Uh, so my ex community, uh, till he started seeing an evil woman cause she, she's causing a threat in their lives. What can she do besides kill her? Well, don't kill her. No, <laughs> don't do that. Um, that leads to jail and we're too pretty for jail. Right. We would not survive. No. <laughs> um, I think the locket spell is a great one. Um, there's definitely spell work out there that you can do. I mean, it just depends on what you're wanting to do. Are you wanting to protect yourself? Are you wanting to uh, protect, you know, your family? Or are you just wanting justice? Because if you're wanting justice and you feel like this person has harmed you and you want to harm them back, that's where we go back to playing on that dark side of things. 
um, but you feel justified. They've wronged you. Like right. David just commented, an eye for an eye. Um, there is spell work out there that you can do to seek justice. I mean, if you had to watch your family fall apart, you can do spell work to watch her family fall apart on her for her to feel what you are feeling. If that, if that's something you feel like you want to do, uh, I, I know advocate that, but it's there, it's an option and, and to each their own. I know it took you a long while to be willing to do the locket spell. Yeah. Until you had reached that point where you were literally scared for your life. And then I got, then I finally got proactive uh, mm-hmm. and protective with my magic. And there was some serious uh, consequences and side effects that of, of him tampering <laughs> with me after that, where the spell was in place. I mean, he got uh, very physically, physically ill, uh, almost yeah, like, right. yeah, he, he was, his, uh, blood turned septic. He was in the hospital for a good long while fighting that thinking he was going to die. You know, he wanted you to lose your job. He lost his. Um, I mean, so, so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's definitely things that you can do. And sometimes you have to be pushed to a point of doing, which I was, I was pushed to a point of doing that kind of protection magic, but it worked. So. A Ouija with protection. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely think if I mean, anytime you're going to use a Ouija board, you should definitely use protection. Um, oh, okay. I got with it. I yeah. thought he was doing protection spells using a Ouija board. I was like, how does that work? Oh, now that would be it. interesting. I read that wrong. Um, protect my family and open his eyes to see the truth. Okay, yeah. So so that I get. So you're wanting to protect your family and doing a, a, a truth eye-opening um, type spell on him. Uh, that you can definitely do. There's there's lots of uh, different spells out there um, and, and options that you can try um, to do that. So Get I hope that. that plays in the gray. I think they can still play in the gray line. Right. But use your intuition yes. when doing it. You know, if you're like, I want to open his eyes, what comes to you when doing that? You know, I've used blood and spell work and, you know, I've had great results, but in my planning and doing, that's what came in that I needed to do that. Right. I always listen to my intuition. Unless my intuition were to say to, you know, sacrifice something, I still don't think I'm okay with that. That, that, I mean, that, that, that's still, that's still a little dark for me. Yeah. I don't want to sacrifice anything living. I feel like if you're doing that, then, then you're, you're, you're then playing with life and death. And that's not something I personally ever want to do. Um, but now I will sacrifice a little bit of blood to get what I want. My own personal, you know, I mean, unless I was, okay. So I do raise chickens unless I was going out and getting a chicken for dinner and I could use that as my sacrifice, that I would be okay with. (laughs) But it'd have to be a dual purpose. Nana. I don't know if you should eat the chicken that you're sacrificing, though. Well, I mean, but that'd be the only way I would do it. (laughs) Because otherwise, it's just waste. Waste not, want not. Well, that's true. Oh, that's a good one. Feeling emotions around... Yeah. Yeah. And that can be hard to live with because mm-hmm. like, I, I've been around some people. I'm like, I got to leave the room. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to feel, have that guidance instinct to feel yeah. vibes and emotions for sure. Oh, okay. Here we go. She said, uh, she hired a witch to do harm to me. The witch was your friend and told you. So she was actually seeking out. So what I would do, Michelle, is I'd get with that witchy friend uh, and figure out what you got to do in return. Right. I mean, because I'm hoping that your friend didn't do anything. Right. You know, even if she... 
mean, hopefully she didn't do it. If she did, she can undo it. Um, but you know, I would get with her and be like, okay, what do we need to do to, to get some, you know, some of this stuff set straight and made right because it might've been, she hired another one. If your friend didn't do it. I mean, if I were, if I were the witch that was your friend, I'd have taken the money to do the spell and then did it to her and told you about it. But that's right. just me. Right. That's just me. Yeah. You can even... to someone else. That's true. That's true. You could totally uh, do the spell that she was going to do, have done on you, have your friend do it on her. Or you now, do it on her. If she has done anything to you, what is a curse except energy? They're directing energy your way. Take that energy and instead of sending it back to them, use it. Take that energy, transmute it, and turn it into something positive, and then watch their minds explode when only good happens. The more and more and more they try to do against you, the better and better and better you get. Right. What more is, you know, what more revenge is there than that? Oh, she went to TikTok. She's a TikTok witch. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much, honestly. I would just do what you need to do to get yourself straight, and I wouldn't worry about that then. <laughs> um, yes, actually, Friday night we ended up talking about um, that same spell work, uh, mm -hmm. and I'm, I need to do a video on it. I did promise a video this week on how to uh, to do that kind of spell work, to take that, that curse, that negative energy, um, and transmute it and clear it and clean it so that you can use it for whatever you want to use it for your own. Right. Way. I um, mean, having someone else help you in your spell work. Uh, thank you. Right. Right. Exactly. You're just taking all that energy that they're putting out. And that's another reason why I can't get, get my head around the idea of purposely cursing somebody that is so much time and energy invested into trying to cause harm or unhappiness to somebody else when I could use that same amount of time and energy to just create good for myself or protection for myself if needed, right? Like that's how I look at it. That's why I, I would not make a very good dark witch um, because I would be like, well, I don't really need to use all this energy for that. Let me just use it for something else. Right. Um, but but yeah. it's all in the way you look at it. True. Yeah. It's perceptions. I think white witch, gray witch, dark witch, it's perceptions. True. True. I think boiled to a nutshell. And I think you can be anywhere on the spectrum that you want to be mm -hmm. at any given point in time. I don't think you have to subscribe to an idea of being one or the other because I don't think that we're always on the white side. I don't think we're always on the dark side. I think a lot of times we're somewhere in between and maybe not even always on the gray. You know, sometimes we might have to be leaning towards the dark, leaning towards the white. I mean, it really just depends. You can, you can call yourself whatever you want to or nothing at all. I kind of like the nothing at all. I am what I am. Right. You're just traditional. I'll make this shit up as I go along. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm what I need when I need to be. Right, right. But yeah, so we will, I, I did promise last week to put a spell, uh, the spell out on the YouTube channel. So yes, I will let you guys know uh, when it's done and you guys can start using it to take all that energy they're sending you and use it for your own good. I mean, because that is, that is the best revenge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Totally agree with that. Living your best life and, and them seeing that, that's really the best. Yeah. What do, do you, you have to do where and when? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. You just handle business as you need to. And I really feel, I mean, that that is the way I live life. If you, any day of the week you ask me, I feel like I have no stresses you know, no worries, no nothing. But, you know, 
I think somebody else looking at my life, well, how about when whatever happened? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, but I dealt with that and moved on, you know, deal with things, move on, live your bestest life. Don't let the haters see your problems. Only show them the best. Right. That's also why you should never put all your, your business out there on Facebook either. Good or, you know, good or bad, really, because you're just putting all your energy into that. Mm -hmm. And you're putting all that energy on display. Your energy is very sacred. Right. As is your craft. So, uh, you know what the hell he was doing? Ooh. Yeah, exactly, Erin. So your magic worked. So you were doing what you needed to do to protect yourself. Um, yeah. So and then when he started up bothering you again at work, you you did the spell work again, and it worked every time. Exactly. So and that's the whole thing. Like some people might look at you doing that kind of spell work, um, you know, as something bad or evil, but really it's just you protecting yourself. Like you you don't have to put up with anybody's crap. Right. And so that's, um, yeah, I mean, and that's where it could be considered dark ish. Right. Especially if you know that he keeps getting sick, but that's his consequence for messing with you. Right. So I think that would be like the gray lines. Um, if even that, because you're protecting yourself because you don't need to just, you don't deserve to put up with somebody else's crap. So. Uh, yeah, good job. More money. I like jobs getting more money. Towards me now, I've ended up with it. Up. Oh, yeah, awesome, David. Awesome. Yeah, so you know, a lot of times this stuff it does, I think it backfires on the person as well. I mean, I think it can, and I think it expends it. They use so much energy to put all this, this negativity out and this cursing out, um, that it leaves them depleted, uh, and it leaves them weak for a while, you know. And so, especially if they're sitting and waiting for something bad to happen to you based on what they did, uh, and you're just sucking that energy up and making it work for you instead, I mean, they're just going to get worse and worse and worse, and they're not going to have the energy to do anything else about it. Aaron said, and that's how I found out I'm a gray witch. <laughs> exactly. Good for you. All right, you guys. We are uh, at the hour mark. I hope you guys have enjoyed our discussion and uh, maybe have a better idea, understanding, or new thoughts on, you know, what they all, the different uh, white, uh, gray, black, dark, witch, and magic, and all that fun stuff. Um, maybe you'll decide where you lie. Mm-hmm. Like what Carl said, just ignore them. Don't give them power. Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes it's easier to be oblivious. I like being oblivious. You don't notice a lot of stuff going on. Right. Especially the bad that people are trying to send you. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> right. I mean, there's been many a times, you know, Whitney's pointed things out to me and I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> what? Crazy. had no idea. Yeah, it can be fun. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, follow. We are on Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we're on Twitter and Pinterest as well, but we don't do a whole lot there. But check out the podcast. Uh, if you are, even if you're listening live, you can go check out other episodes on the podcast. Um, and uh, if you are only listening on the podcast, we'd love for you to come join us at all those other outlets and hang out. We also have the Facebook group, The Witch Source Society. You can get in there. You can ask questions. Uh, we'll be glad to help. Let us know any other uh, topics or ideas that you guys want to talk about. We'd love to know that mm -hmm. um, as well so we can talk about what you guys want to hear um, right. and know about. Uh, and join in on the discussion and the conversation. So if you don't give us topics, we'll ramble on about things we want to talk about. Right. This is true. This is true. <laughs> so give us some direction. What do you want to know? Um, other than that, I'll be back Friday night with what you talk and some carpools. And uh, yeah, 
make sure you share. We appreciate it. Oh, and you can get private readings um, and you can support us by purchasing some merchandise um, at thewitchsource.com. So if you're looking for some metaphysical, magical supplies and fun things, go check out the shop there. Uh, we also have some great ritual soap that people are loving. Um, so check that out as well. You can add a little bit of magic to your, your soap routine um, to start off your day or end your day or start a ritual or anything else. Uh, <laughs> so go bubble up some magic. That's always fun too. And uh, yeah, it helps us out. And we appreciate it. So until next time, we'll see you guys around. Stay magical. Bye.